the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Live on the radio in just a moment. And folks, good afternoon. Here I am. There you are. Happy New Year, one and all. It is Monday. My goodness, January 4th. Holidays are over. Vacation is over. One is here. This is hour two. We started at 11. This is the Juan DePedro show. Uh, it's, it's, it is Juan. It's Sean DePedro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. This portion of the program as we kick off this hour, folks, JKL Engineering. Now listen, it's going to be, the temperature is going to be up and down. We have a long way to go this heating season called JKL. Remember, they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401-351-7600. And it's very simple. You want your heating system working as efficiently as possible. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. 401-351-7600. They could reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, call them 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600 for J.K.L. Engineering. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts in their 54th year. Call J.K.L. They do it right. They do it right the first time. 401-351-7600. Well, good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. It is I, it is Juan. Folks, we have... Um, what a week this is going to be. What a week this is going to be. And uh, make sure you visit the website, depetro.com, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Allstate Lock, experts in locking systems and building security, residential, commercial, car key security cameras, online at allstatelock.com, or call them 401-349-0042. <coughs> Excuse me. I apologize. That is not a COVID cough. A little bit of a dry cough. Folks, I want to get to, I did post this, the latest now, Axios, and they're a very good source for information. Rhode Island Governor emerges as leading candidate for Commerce Department. Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo has emerged as a leading candidate to be President-elect Joe Biden's Commerce Secretary, according to people familiar with the matter. Now, let me just say this. I know right now there are people saying, he's not going to be the president. All right, unless something drastically changes. I've had it just about enough with some people. He's not going to be. Let's just wait and see. Listen, I voted for President Trump. I want him to remain president. Let's wait till say. Don't. I, let, let me just say this. Don't say Biden's never going to be president. You could say you don't want him to be president. You can say he should not be president. You, you can say that due to the election. He should not be taking over. But don't say he's never going to be president. Because one year ago at this time, there were people telling me Tom Brady would never leave the Patriots. Tom Brady would never play for another team. He's either going to retire or he's going to play, re-sign with the Patriots. Or he's going to go to Tampa Bay and now they go to the playoffs next week. So let's, let's hold off on the never Biden's never going to be president unless something very dramatic happens on Wednesday. Joe Biden is. I don't like it either, folks. I don't like it at all. But uh, and we're going to get to that because there's also I want to be very clear about what I do, what this show does, what media does. Okay, but let me just touch on now. This Ramundo situation is very significant. I think she is going to go. I think she will accept it. She and I wasn't trying to if you heard last last hour, I wasn't trying to be picky with Justin Katz, but words matter. And to be on the record, Governor Mundo, now he was referring, I think, to a Providence Journal comments, which could be. I was talking about the press briefing. Governor Mundo said, I will not be President-elect Biden's choice for health and human services. That she didn't say, I'm never going. I'm never taking anything. She and to my knowledge, she has never said that. So Governor Mundo says she's not planning on it. Uh, She has no plans to do that. But I believe, folks, why would you? And I recognize there's some people that don't like her. I I recognize that. I try to be objective. Okay, all these governors were thrown into a very difficult situation. Some have handled it better better than others. But if you look at the landscape, they're all under attack. Governor Charlie Baker's under attack. 
obviously Governors Cuomo and Newsom and the governor of Michigan are all under attack. The governor of Michigan, there was a, a plot to kidnap her by a militia. So if you're Governor Raimondo, and by the way, the new thing now is notice they go to the houses. They go to your home. This is no longer just your protesting up in front of the Rhode Island State House. Uh, over the weekend, they went to the home of Nancy Pelosi and vandalized it. Some people did. Over the weekend, they went to the home of Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and vandalized his home. They go to the House. So if you're Governor Mundo, I, I don't care what anyone says. And I know some people, the media have said she really enjoys it and blah, blah, blah. I, no way. Your term limit out, you've got two years left. And you and, and for what? Listen, the, the state is a wreck. It would take a dramatic effort by Lieutenant Governor McKee, who will become Governor McKee. But if offered, and I also want to be very clear. There's a lot of people that are confused about this. You still have to pass Senate confirmation. It's not automatic. So Senate confirmation would most likely happen in February. Now, you don't want to resign until you are confirmed. Because the worst case scenario is that that happened with former Governor Bill Weld, if you remember. He resigned. I'm leaving. And then he didn't get the ambassadorship. So Governor Amundo, only after you're in, everything is dotted, that would be in early to mid-February. Then she would resign as governor and then McKee would become the governor. But again, just to – this is new that Axios is reporting this – Many of you are not familiar with them. They're a good news source, AXIOS. I know, mainstream media, fake news, not everybody is. Why it matters. Ramundo has clashed with unions as she worked to reform Rhode Island's public employee pension plans. She also served as national co-chair, <coughs> excuse me, for Mike Bloomberg's presidential campaign, endorsing Biden only after the former New York mayor dropped out. A Biden transition official declined to comment, meaning... That that's who really I think it came from. Um, it also mentions uh, Ramundo has uh, prioritized good relationships with the business community, the target audience of commerce. So, and I recognize some people. What is she? Well, I'm I'm just saying. I think there's there's um there's many business leaders that she's met. They like her. They've donated to her. She's raised money from them. So it's not like it is a mayor Alorza who would not have anyone in the business community. So the Axios commercial also says what's interesting about this is in considering Governor Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, it appears Biden's moving to a more traditional choice. Raimondo, 49, former chair of the Democrat Governor Association, is seen as a rising star in her party. The intrigue, Raimondo was also under consideration to serve as Secretary of Health and Human Services. In early December, she appeared to take herself out of the running by saying during a press briefing, I'm not going to be President-elect Biden's nominee for Health and Human Services. So that is the latest. Now, the governor's next press briefing is this Thursday. I've also heard that uh, Governor Raimondo, excuse me, that the Biden people are going to wait until after tomorrow to make any announcements. At least that's what I've heard. Now, you know, things obviously could change, but... I've heard that they don't want to, um, you know, in any way conflict with with Georgia. And um, if if the Democrats were to, were to win Georgia Senate runoff tomorrow, plug in now where someone says there's no way they're going to. Folks, I, I, I like to, as I said, I prefer to live in reality. I deal in reality. I had people this summer saying that Trump was going to flip Rhode Island. Um you know, that never happened. I had people saying he was going to be a um, landslide victory. That did not happen. Uh, um, let's see. I'm also seeing. Um, let's see. Here's someone. Trial balloons voted for going as uh, CIA director. Um, they're saying, uh, oh, someone commenting about Commerce Secretary and different. That's what they do. That's a trial balloon. Uh, they did it with Health and Human Services, and the, the Ramundo balloon got shot down. But it would appear the Biden people's doing it with this. Now, I also want to um, – there's some sound I want to play for you. I want to just make sure there's nothing uh, – Rhode Island already has a commerce-related connection to the Biden transition. Dr. Sandra Whitehouse is on Biden's agency review team for the Commerce Department. I didn't know that. So Senator Whitehouse's wife – 
is on the transition team, and she in, enjoys um, a, a good relationship with Senator Sheldon Whitehouse. So that's interesting. Ted Nisi is reporting that. That's the first time that I've seen that about Sandra Whitehouse. The last time I think we saw Sandra Whitehouse was when Sheldon Whitehouse announced he was running for re-election. They were on their front porch of their house, and then they had locked themselves out, and they had to go around to the back door to get into the house because they didn't have a key, and they somehow locked the door behind them for whatever reason. But anyhow, um, at 12.16, now, there's two things I want to talk about, and one is the president's phone call, which I'm going to play you know, the phone call from yesterday. Now, I, I monitor a lot of different news sources. And this morning, there was a news source that I was monitoring. And it was a morning radio show, not locally, not locally. And folks, they didn't even bring it up. They, in the, they didn't even mention the fact, and it's the front page story across the country, the president's call to the Georgia officials. And I, I'm going to repeat what I said last hour. And I just want to be very clear about it. I, I'm going to withhold judgment on, and well, l- let, me, let me say this. The, there was nothing good about the call. I think we can agree on that. I'm not being disloyal to the president or throwing him under the bus by saying that I haven't seen anything good come out of this phone call to the Georgia officials. That they seemingly taped and then they leaked to the Washington Post for fear that, and some people are saying, well, who leaked it? All I, I don't think that's important. I think it's kind of like, um, you know, did John Wilkes Booth have a gun permit before he entered the theater when Lincoln was there? I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not convinced that that matters afterwards. Um, or, you know, I, I, did, did Oswald pay for that ammunition? I don't know who paid for the ammunition. We know what happened. Uh, maybe that's not a good analogy. But my point is, what I am just very surprised at is with this on the line and everything going on. Now, we've, we've since learned that apparently the White House, they were calling them. I think they said there's 18 calls in the log. So, but what I am surprised at, you have the President of the United States, you have unlimited resources. I'm just saying I'm very surprised that the President and his team did not send an aide or two to Georgia on Saturday and said, hey, listen, President wants to talk to you and let's get him on the line. And then they hit, they're in the room and it's their cell phone and no one's taping anything. Instead... The president, they called them, they got them, right? Secretary of State, somebody set it up, and his attorney. The president's on speakerphone. Uh, they're on speakerphone, and then they're recording the conversation. I'm very surprised at that. And I also think, you know, I, I recognize there's some Trump loyalists. They're, they're trying to pretend that the phone call didn't happen. I mean, that doesn't, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything. The phone call happened. It's it's a problem. It is without question, uh, as I mentioned, there's nothing positive about it. I'm going to play more of it next hour, but it, it's it's definitely a problem for it's definitely a problem for the White House. Uh, there's no way to try to spin this that it's it's not a problem for the White House. It doesn't help. You know, there's so many of you that have been waiting for the White House to uh, come out with some information regarding the vote total. We all have. And, I, you know, I, I was on social media. You have Lynn Wood, the attorney that got everyone's hopes up with Sidney Powell. And he was calling for Vice President Pence to be executed through a firing squad. So, now folks, listen, I voted for President Trump in 16 and this time. And I'm very fortunate. I've had the privilege of meeting him more than once. I've been in the White House, as many of you know. I've interviewed everyone connected with them, whether it be Don Jr. or Kaylee or uh, up and down, uh, all of them. Sean Spicer. I, I could go through the whole list uh, of, of Trump people that I have had the opportunity to interview. When I've gone to the White House, they've been great. But I break off when we're talking about 
uh, executing the vice president of the United States. Like, what are we talking about? And General Flynn is going to be the new vice president in all this. Um, I mean, that to me, just it just starts to become crazy talk. There's no other way to describe it. That is like crazy talk. Um, I break off. I don't know what's going to happen. I liked what Ted Cruz, Senator Cruz was saying, was try to get a 10-day pause of anything changing. But um, I, I break off from, you know, Lynn Wood and that Sidney Powell and the release the Kraken. And they they have talked a big, big-time game, but they have not delivered it in any way. So let me just say this. I, I think as much as the phone call is damaging, you, you know, I don't serve a purpose if I hide from you that there was this phone call. Now, I also want to, um, folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, listen, it's a new year, and there's no reason for you to have any appliance that's not working properly. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 401- 710-7096. As we say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. And Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Folks, this portion of the show also, by the way, um, please visit the website. And on the website, you're going to find a direct link to Relax Souls Reflexology. This is with Lisa Wood convenient locations you can text or call for an appointment but we have a direct link up on the website to beatro.com 401-742-6621 and what they what she does re relax souls reflexology lisa wood it differs from a massage and works from the inside out it uses acupressure points and um, meridians to stimulate the body to heal itself reflexology is the application of pressure areas on the feet or the hands. It's relaxing. It can alleviate stress. The theory behind reflexology, the areas of the foot correspond to the organs and systems of the body. To learn more, you can directly link at the website to petro.com or call and text Lisa 401-742-6621. But what I wanted to mention, folks, is um, I, I don't do you any good if I you you wouldn't like it if I was hiding news from you or information so the phone call was made and I saw some people coming out early yesterday trying to say the phone call doesn't mean anything I disagree with that I mean it's a huge distraction uh this could bring up impeachment again believe it or not but it could um you hear him clear as day. Linwood, these other people are saying this phone call was placed a long time ago. No, because the president mentions the election in Georgia tomorrow. He mentions going to be in Georgia tonight. Someone else said, oh, they only released a little bit of it. They're going to release the whole thing. Then they did release the full hour. There's nothing there. There's the president saying, uh, fellas, I need 11,000 votes. But it is it is a problem. It is on top of the Drudge Report. Trump caught on tape trying to rig results. May face criminal charges in Georgia. Um, now, my point is, listen, we're going to withhold. I, I don't know what the end end result of that's going to be, but I know that I'm not going to hide it from you. Okay, so I'm also um, this is different. Uh, President Trump could be planning Turnberry trip as Scott's airport told to expect a high flyer the day before the inauguration. So the president may go to Scotland. I know he has a um, a is it, he's got a, a country club there, or a golf course there, or whatever. He owns an estate there, I believe. So somehow now they're floating out that he may end up in Scotland. But uh, you know the president could probably use some time away. But the point I want to get across to you is, you know, when I was hearing. This um, kind of conservative morning show in another part of the country. And I was just curious how they were going to handle it. <clears throat> um, their way of handling it was to not mention it like it didn't happen. I, I don't think that does anything. So I refuse to do that. You know, I think you're an adult. You can handle the good news. You can handle the bad news. And as far as, listen, Wednesday, I would love to see that somehow they were able to pull this thing together. So far, I just don't have confidence in Lynn Wood, the big attorney, who, by the way, he was with the Ramses. Then he defended Nick Sandman. He also was going to be sued. He's going to face a lot of lawsuits. 
there's speculation that he's he's trying already an, uh, an insanity defense, which is why I mean, think about this. First of all, he thinks Jeffrey Epstein's alive. He thinks John F. Kennedy Jr. John John's alive. He thinks General Flynn should be the vice president, and he wants to execute Vice President Mike Pence with a firing squad. Um, I don't believe Vice President Mike Pence was involved with assassination plan on President Trump. I don't believe in this whole thing about the envelopes at the uh, President Bush 41 funeral. They all got the envelopes. See, he's with, I don't believe it. I think people are just making, I know people are making things up. And I've, I've never seen it as crazy as it's getting right now. But listen, I, I, I don't, I, I, I would love to be, um, Surprised on Wednesday, but I'm not going to say Biden's never going to be president. And on Wednesday, you know, like there, there's people, there's someone online who, who still, you know, oh no, I'm going to the Trump inauguration, and like, change. well, things would have to change because, you know, right now, unless these people are going to live in an alternate universe, um, the president wouldn't have been on the phone with Georgia officials on Saturday if he was confident that Biden was never going to be president. Let's just say that. And I'll also say, see, this is a classic situation with what's going on with Channel 10 and with what's going on with Gene Velicenti. So, and I like Gene a lot. And um, he does a great job. And I, But I think what's happening with what Channel 10 is doing is um, I, I, uh, I think it's dangerous that Channel 10 is already caving to these progressives, and they are caving to these progressives. And I'm going to play it for you. And the other thing about the Gene Velicenti story that I, you know, I don't miss this is it's it's on the front page of the Boston Globe, and it's the lead story on the Providence Journal website, and they have a huge story on it, and it's going to be on the front page of the Providence Journal, and I know. That the people down the dial at my old station, they're told, don't talk about it, <laughs> which is ludicrous. There's, there's, Gene didn't say anything wrong. I don't think he said anything wrong. But there's this atmosphere that the progressives, that if, if you talk about them and it's not positive, then you're a racist. If you mention them and it's not glowingly, then they have a problem with you. They, they are thin-skinned. They don't like any criticism. If you say anything, you're either uh, a racist or you're, you know, they're females. They were calling them a misogynist, a racist. So I want to play Channel 10. And I recognize a lot of people listening right now watching. You, you don't know about the story because uh, it just kind of broke. But... Channel 10 pulled this episode of 10 News Conference because Gene showed Joe Sakachi a photo that was posted online of this new incoming state senator, state senator now, senator-elect, and she had her arms crossed. And her quote on on, uh, Twitter was, we're not coming to the table, we're bringing the table. So, and Gene said, boy, that's a fierce pose. And they they really resented. What am I to make of this? Is what he said. And and it it just all these people were. How dare you question her and show a picture of her? And she's not to be discussed. And you were discussing her, and it wasn't positive. That makes you a racist. I mean, this is ludicrous. Now, Channel Ten they won't do a story on it, but they pulled the episode down. Like that is absurd. For what? Why? So they don't like it. That doesn't mean he's a... Well, let me play it for you. But again, folks, you deserve to know this. You can handle it. Um, Channel 12 won't do a story on it because it involves another TV station. I don't think this stuff breeds people's trust in media. But here's Gene. This is a clip that they posted online. They did not run it on television yesterday. First time that I know of that 10 News Conference... I think the area's longest running program. Um, and they pulled it. They didn't run it and they pulled it off the website. But they had posted it so some people had some clips of it. So he's asking about this photo. Now, I don't know this Tierra Mac. She's a new progressive coming in. 
She won an election in September. And then there's two other people that won and they posed with her. And so, um, but Gene's asking um, the new, you know, Joe Shikachi, who's going to be the speaker replacing Matty Yellow. He, he asked him about the photo. There's a picture of three legislators posing on the state by steps. And you can read the caption. That's Sierra Mack at the top. She's an incoming state senator. And that's a fierce pose. What am I to make of that? They're young. Uh, I, I don't want to speak for the senators, but the, re- the representative is very young. And she got elected with, I'm sure, a lot of uh, passion and a lot of different ideas. And this building has a way of moderating everybody's views, from the far left to the far right. And- All right. So I'm going to interpret that a little bit. There's a, there's a learning curve here. You know? Now, that's what Gene said, and they objected to the fact that when talking about a progressive and a progressive female, he used the term fierce. But what I think is interesting, so the Providence Journal has a story up on their website now. WJR Channel 10 postpones Valet-Senti show after comments on incoming female General Assembly members. Now, I don't know, as I said, I don't know this Tierra Mac. Um, she's new on the scene. The photo shows three women posing like fashion models. This is how the story starts out. Against the dramatic lighting, the state house at dusk. Fashion models whose last direction was to stand strong. Only one is actually a fashion model. All three have demonstrated this strong. So they talk about how this photo came about. And apparently there's this Brianna Henry's. She's from East Providence. She's a new rep. Now, again, I don't know her. She's the first female from an origin tribe elected the General Assembly, apparently. You have this Tierra Mack, who calls herself the first, these are her words in the journal, first queer, black, Ivy League educated, low-income female. She's 27 years old. She beat Senator Harold Metz. And then you have that Cynthia Mendez, the third, Puerto Rican, Cape Verdean. She beat that Conley. The Senate Finance Committee in a primary. She topped him 61, Cynthia Mendez. So two of the three of them are in the photo. So as Gene is showing the photo to them, he used the word fierce. Now, what I also notice, I'm skimming the journal story here. Oh, no, they haven't. Well, no, they don't. Um, Was a long, it's not just the photo. It was, to me, it was the words with the photo. That said, we're not coming to the table. We're bringing the table. So, you know, we're here. For Well, you can interpret that any way you want. I mean, we're not coming to the table. We're bringing the table. So, um, Mac, but here's the part that I want to, um, where Mac, see, they object that they were being discussed. It's a big story in the journal. Um, da da da. Here we go. Um, there's a lot of negative connotation packed into his words. Progressive is not a bad word, and change in politics is positive. Ahead of us, making this historic swearing in as three people recently elected. Here we go. The attention around us. This is what Justin Katz mentioned last hour. Should be overwhelmingly positive. Because the historic merit, let's just translate that. What she's basically saying is, we're three progressives and we're coming in. And it's so historic that we're getting in. So any attention on us should be positive. Now, that's not the way it works. Why can't someone say, you know, I don't think it is positive that Senator Metz lost. I voted for Senator Metz. I'm just saying. Um, I'm not a fan of Conley. I don't know this Cynthia Mendez. I don't, none of these people in my district. But we're coming in. We're celebrating. It's historic. And the attention should be overwhelmingly positive. Meaning, translate, there should be no negative talk around us coming in. But when you post, now I noticed the journal has this photo that seems like a nice um, photo of her. And the, for whatever reason, unless it's in the print version, they didn't post the photo that was on 
um, that initially was posted, which I believe that Gene Velicenti was quoting when he um, asked incoming speaker about it. So I, I hope I'm explaining this okay. It's not that complicated, but they start immediately throwing around because he used the word um, fierce. They took an exception exception to that, I should say, and and they were there was another quote of because the, there's three of them where one of them said like they didn't have the right to discuss us unless it was going to be positive. This is the photo and the caption. See, to me, it goes hand in hand. We just don't want a seat at the table. We're bringing the table back to where it belongs with the people. This is our power and this is our house. So, and I don't know if you can see, but there's the three of them posing and she's got her arms crossed. Now, he feels that that's a fierce pose. I mean, that's his opinion. Um, Two of them are just, you know, the the state house is all lit up. I think the caption's interesting. We don't want to see the table. We are the table. I remember years ago, Sherm Strickhauser was, someone was asking the late, Sherm Strickhauser about the media and he said, listen, I am the media. <laughs> that was Sherm's thing. WJR postpones Valicenti show after comments incoming female. So apparently now they pulled it. They were feeling pressure because this erupted where all these people are saying basically that he's a racist and a misogynist for question. Folks, and as I mentioned, <clears throat> you get into dangerous territory because they believe, I think some of the comments Surrounding it, such as, um, you know, here it is, and I forget who, it's either in the Globe story or the Journal story, and maybe it was that Cynthia Mendez that said, you know, here it is, they're discussing us, and they show a picture, and they're discussing us, but they'd invite us on the show. So, you know, like, what's this all about? Like, they shouldn't be allowed to do that. Um... If you um, if you want to talk about it, you have to have us on. You can't just talk about it. Talk about us, I should say. And that kind of, it to me, it reminds me of that during the course of the summer, as I've told many of you, a lot of the protesters would say, no, you can't show our names or faces. No, no, no. Even though it's a public street and I'm out here at a public protest, no, no, you don't show the names or faces of protesters. And... You know, according to who? They're just making up the rules as they go along. Well, these three new incoming politicians, they're making up a new rule. You don't discuss us unless it's positive. If you want to show a picture of us, you have to get permission. You have to get permission if you want to discuss us or show a picture. And if we don't give the permission, then you're not talking about us. And if you want to talk about us, it better be positive. Or otherwise, we're coming after you. The way they started to then. um, Now, I noticed one of them, the representative from East Providence, apparently chose not to then do a follow-up interview with Gene. Now, um, this business of is is fierce. Is that, I I don't, is that really a a negative connotation? I, I think, you know, context is everything, folks. And if if let's just say they submitted the photo and there was none of this, we're not coming to the table, we are the table, bringing the table, whatever it was. If you just see a photo, if I'm looking at a new person, I'm like, wow, oh, there's a picture of the new rep, he or she, boy, he looks kind of fierce. Well, I think that you could say, like, what is that supposed to mean? And maybe there's other people you would say that about. But I think that what makes it is the posting of we're not coming to the table. We're bringing the table. We are the table. We're the power. We're the house. You know, we're coming to take over. And we're not coming to sound and listen to anyone. They're going to listen to us. And But what I, I can't emphasize enough is that Channel 10 pulled it. I mean, there was nothing. And it wasn't. It just I think it does set. A bad precedent. 
which is, and I've often wondered during the course of the summertime, I've told many of you, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, DePietro.com. You know, during the course of the summer, I wondered why so many of the television pieces that they would do on a lot of the protesters, I thought they were fluff pieces. And um, they would leave, and by the way, it's not just the television stations, but they would they would leave things out. And again, they, they, they're setting up different rules for, quote, you know, I argued, many of them said they were protesters. To me, they were really, they were activists. But they would say they're protesters. And a lot of people would say, oh, look at that. They got arrested for protesting. No, they get arrested for punching a police officer, blocking the street. They get arrested for different things. They didn't get arrested for protesting. But that's the way it would be framed. But I often wondered, how come the television stations would always do a positive story on them, whether it's Antifa or Black Lives Matter or defund the police, always a positive story. They And I've told many of you, you know, Channel 12 is a reporter, Brittany Schaefer, and they would go and I would see them. They would totally take instructions from these protesters and, nope, this is the one you're going to talk to and all these same guidelines. No, you don't show our faces, you don't give out our names because we're protesters and da-da-da and, um, the other thing that was that I was struck by was they, they wouldn't mention if they had been arrested. And normally, whenever someone would be in the news, the norm was they would also mention the protests would get, would get arrested, but they wouldn't mention if they had been uh, arrested previously. And, and I thought that was odd because traditionally um, in the news media, they would do that. You know, if anything, as I've talked about in the past – Sometimes in the past, the Providence Journal, I remember years ago, I was at HJJ, and this man passed away from Johnston, and his family submitted the obituary, and they paid for it. And then the Providence Journal interjected that at one time he had been a member of the alleged, allegedly a member of the patriarchal crime family, and he had been arrested and did time. And the family was very upset about it. And they felt, it, you know, what does that have to do with anything, and da-da-da, but... The journal's response was, well, we want to be accurate. And that was an accurate part of who he was. Like that, that is something that was a fact. He was arrested. He was convicted. He did time because that happened. And I remember they were very upset about it. And that used to be the norm. But this past fall, when people would be arrested, and there was one that was very high profile. This was someone arrested on a Friday night. She was No, excuse me, a Saturday morning, Friday night into Saturday, punching the police, biting people at the hospital, totally out of control, very violent arrest. And then Monday night, she was on the highway and was there during the highway protest. And I asked another member of the media, well, why didn't you mention, like you interviewed her and mentioned her, but why didn't you mention she had just been arrested Friday night? And the reporter said, well, what does that have to do with the protest? What does any of it ever have to do with the pro? I mean, like, so they just make up the rules as they go along. And I I really think it is an element of intimidation. Um, Now, if Channel 10 is going to blink because of fear, the progressives are being very clear here. We are are not to be discussed unless it's in a positive light. And, And basically, you don't discuss us without our permission. Now, I can't think of any other group that could make these demands and get away with it. You know, such as if the Republican caucus said, all right, news media, new rule. You're not discussing us unless it's positive and you don't show our picture. Unless, so, I mean, that's not going to happen. But if you're Channel 12 and you're Channel 6 and Channel 10 blinked on this whole thing because of some tweets, this wasn't something really egregious i'm not going to try to come up with an example but it's not like um the guest used you know an inappropriate word or said something that was um factually inaccurate we've had uh, someone that's done a talk show with call in i've had people you know they call up and i won't get any names there's someone in particular used to say make these wild accusations about congressman cicilline when he was mayor and what he was doing and, da, 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 and all this other stuff and you know, you had to make a decision. Most of the time you wouldn't hear it because they would just make these wild accusations without any proof. Now, that's one thing. 
but they basically, Channel 10 didn't run 10 News Conference because the progressives objected to the fact that Gene Valicenti used the word fierce because um, the person in the center, Tara Mack, had her arms folded. So, and he said, that's a fierce pose. I don't, is that a racist term? Is that negative? Fierce pose. I think, again, I'm going to go back to, I think some of this ties in with what the caption was about the table. We're not just, we're not coming to the table, we're bringing the table. So, but it was enough that Channel 10 didn't feel comfortable. If you go to the Channel 10 website, you cannot find it. So I think Gene was in a tough bind, and I think it was a very fair question. He then, according to the Providence Journal, was saying that he felt, eh, maybe he was being a little dismissive of them. I guess if he feels that way, that's fair. Um, You know, also, though, if he can just, he can ask the question, it really falls into the people sitting there, whether it be the Senate president or the speaker, really for them to kind of defend it a little bit. I. I, I, I mean, I don't think is if you use the word fierce, I'm just trying to think if someone posed that way um, and use that caption. We're not coming to the table. We're bringing the table. What other word could he have? Maybe he shouldn't have used a word. Maybe he's supposed to say, what do you make of the picture? Um, it's a well done photo. It's well lit. They're all dressed up. They're excited. They're three new reps. They mean business. They're serious. Um. I, I guess the, the, the progressives are saying if you use words like fierce or or somehow then they start to say angry or intimidating, that those are all racial terms that you wouldn't use if someone was white. That's basically what they're saying. Um, I think it depends on what the caption is. I mean, I, I again, I don't see a lot of the progressives on social media. So I don't know if there are other progressives going up there saying, hey, listen, I'm not coming up here to talk. Right. I'm coming up here to make things happen, whatever. So I don't know if there's other people making those demands. And as I think Justin mentioned in the past, he has used that word or asked the, the progressives going to the state house is not a new story. But it's an evolving story. It definitely is. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. Coogie says Happy New Year and call them. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Plumbing, heating, and cooling. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. I want to play... Um, one some sound though of where I, I just think if if anyone wonders just how out of control this whole thing is becoming with the political correctness, it is what happened with the prayer over the course I think of of the weekend, um, the prayer over the weekend, where they're now changing the word from Have you heard this? Amen to a women. God known by many names by many different faiths. A man and a woman. We ask it in the name of the monotheist God, Brahma, and God known by many names by many different faiths. A man and a woman. Now, is that a man and a woman? I, I never... I have to admit, folks, right now, good afternoon, it's 12.50, it's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I was unaware that in church, when there are some women and maybe some progressives sitting there, and when they're saying, you know, amen, 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 when they say that, suddenly someone is offended. Why are you saying Amen. Why aren't you seeing a woman? So now their new way, this was a prayer. You don't just say amen. You also say a women. Amen and a women. That's what the new rule is in going forward. I want to see if that, 
I'd be curious to hear in going forward if you encounter people in church now that start to say that. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Now remember, Brothers Disposal now offering weekly trash collection services. You can call them at 401 401- 6880517 Brothers Disposal get a purple dumpster in your driveway and now offering weekly trash collection services call Roland or Willie today at Brothers Disposal 401-688-0517 this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Operation Maine now visit the website depetro.com it's a direct link Operation Made, encouraging entrepreneurship one veteran at a time. These are all items made by veterans or families of veterans. It's Operation Made. And you can link right through. They also have a great Facebook page right at the website, depetro.com. So, folks, again, right now at 1251, good afternoon. It's Sean DePetro. Uh, There's going to be the Georgia Secretary of State's office said uh, Brad Raffensperger is going to hold a press conference at 3 o'clock. He was on... Uh, Good morning, America, this morning, and basically uh, saying that they were afraid he was doing as a preemptive strike, that he was afraid that the president was going to put out some false information and that uh, therefore they uh, leaked the tape of the president with the officials from Georgia uh, for fear that he would distort things. So. Now, you know, that said, folks, it is still the president of the United States. I, as I started to say off, I, I don't like any of this. Um, I think it's it doesn't serve any purpose. And these guys are Republicans. If if they um, felt uncomfortable, um, I'm just they, they they certainly that that's a tough position to be in. I know the president and his people are very frustrated what's going on with, uh, as I said early on, I think that um that Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell, I think they they really let the president down. They took on big roles. They were supposed to be leading, um, you know, the charge to look into the election. President Trump said for Georgia rally as GOP officials brace for a post phone call fallout. And uh, the whole thing, uh, I wish they didn't reach him. I wish they didn't have that conversation because I, 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 I can understand the president being very frustrated. And, and folks, much like, you know, locally, I'm, uh, I'm still waiting and I'm disappointed that locally that they have not pushed it more. There hasn't been, um, um, there hasn't been more of an effort. I, I have told that they are still doing, quote, a, a deep dive. But I'm also seeing House Democrats urge FBI open criminal investigation of the Trump call. You know, I, I hate that. I do. And it throws off things for tonight. It throws things off for Wednesday. Um, I, it, there's just, I, I just don't like any of it. I don't. I don't know whose idea it was. Uh, as I was saying earlier, I'm, I'm very surprised Unless it was just a complete spur of the moment type of situation that they decided to, hey, let's, you know, get them on the line. But um, the president would have been much better served had that had that phone call not taken place. Now, tonight, so there will be there will be dueling rallies because I believe Biden is going to be in Georgia. Tomorrow's a big day in Georgia. I'm also very uncomfortable. Georgia, high anxiety. Um, the the fact that three there've already been three million votes ahead of this Senate runoff election, I mean that that makes me very uncomfortable, folks. Um, I'd like that. I'd like to be described as a fierce realtor. You know what it comes down to is they just decide they don't like an adjective, and if they don't like the adjective, you're racist for making the adjective or mis- they were even on Twitter saying misogynist, which is ridiculous. Um, but folks, you got to remember that that the it's these things. A lot of these things that are said, they're not done in in. Uh, it's not in reality. The rules are being made up literally as they go along. Uh, they they don't 
they don't like that they were being discussed, so they then turn it into uh, we are not to be discussed unless it's going to be positive. You're not to show a picture. It's also like how dare you show a picture of us and not uh, allow us to comment on it. It really, though, I think the message that comes across is if you discuss the progressives, And it's not in a positive way you're going to face a backlash. And now the media has to proceed accordingly. And what I also started off by saying is this is a good talk topic. And I find it interesting if down the dial that they're not even going to touch it. And they're not going to touch it not because it's not a good talk topic. Because that's fair to then ask. Do you think on 10 News Conference, was it was Gene wrong to describe them as a fierce pose? Do you take that? That'd be a good talk topic. But it's out of fear that the progressives will come after them. I mean, that's really what we're dealing with right now. They operate through fear. And what a lot of people miss about Wednesday, and let me tell you about Wednesday, what's going to happen in D.C. Folks, this portion of the program brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet, located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron and Melissa, don't forget, now this Wednesday, President Trump, it's a March for Trump. It is a big day. They'll have the Trump chocolate donuts, the Trump cupcakes. Stop in Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They have delicious fresh food. They have calzones. They have sausage and pepper. They have a lot more. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, right next to AAA in Providence and right off of Silver Spring Street. What's going to happen Wednesday in Washington is I don't think it's been explained properly. By the way, again, good afternoon. It's 1257. It's John DePietro. Because the way it's explained to me is it's very one-sided. You watch this summer, Black Lives Matter, defund the police, Antifa, they're allowed to protest. They're allowed to not only protest, but have violent protests. You know, the mayor of Portland, Oregon, finally did a press briefing yesterday and said, you know, going forward, we're going to start to prosecute these Antifa people. This is, they did more vandalism. They did more destruction. They destroyed property and then never held accountable. So my understanding of Wednesday Wednesday is a lot of the Trump people are saying, why is it that that they're allowed to have these basic like violent protests and they can smash windows and they can do all these things and there's no repercussions for it. So what if we started to do that? Because let's face it, this past election, the message was very simple. If President Trump is reelected. There's going to be riots in the major cities. Folks, one of the reasons why people are saying that on Wednesday they can't overturn the election is because of Black Lives Matter and Antifa and defund the police protesters would burn the cities down and would just cause total havoc and chaos in our major cities in the United States. And that is definitely a uh, an act of intimidation. And so a lot of the Trump people are saying – Why is it one way? Why is it? Why can't it be that unless we get an investigation into the voting, that we're going to start the riot and we're going to break windows and we're going to get arrested? And I don't have an easy answer for that other than that has not been the norm. I know of the weekend there were a number of groups that were marching and protesting and they have started to clash with police. I don't like the idea of that. I think and they have been big supporters. A lot of the Trump people are back the blue supporters. But I don't think this business of violence or this Linwood saying that, um, you know, he wants to execute the vice president of the United States with a firing squad. I, I break off from there, folks. I don't like any talk of that. All right, it's Shanti Petro. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Here the latest. We have another hour to go. Governor Mundo press briefing is coming up Thursday. Wednesday's March for Trump. The power hour is next. Right now it's 1 o'clock.